They've been around for a while. We've stepped on them. The dog has stepped on them. The cars ran over them. So I had to do a lot of tape work on this this morning so I could bring it up here. But sorry kind of works like this. You, you have a pile of cards in the middle, and you have these players. You're either yellow or blue or green or red. And you have these players in this thing, you know, this little round circle. And the object is to get them all the way around the board and get them back home safely. That's the object, to get them landed so nobody can take you out. And so you have this whole series of cards, and there's a number one. And one is like, oh, yeah, I finally got a one. I got a one because you can only get out on a one or a two, right? And so, and they, they kind of describe what you're supposed to do with each card on the card of itself. And so the one says you can move forward. You can get out or you can move one step forward. And then there's a two. It says move from star to move forward two spaces. There's a bonus with the two. You get another draw. Wow, that's cool. So two gives you a bonus. Sometimes in life, you just feel like, wow, I got a real bonus out of this. You come home from work, they gave me a bonus today. Number seven, I'm skipping the other numbers because they're just, just move three spaces or four spaces or five or six. But the seven is valuable too. It says on there, move forward seven or split it between two pairs. Because if you know the game, you know that when you get around, if you make it all the way around the board with your little man or woman or Zimmerzer or whatever they are, all the colors of the rainbow. So if you make it all the way around, sometimes you get home and you only need one or two spaces to get all the way into your safety zone. And you could divide it and use it somewhere else. It's so nice to have extra money this week, isn't it? We could go to Cracker Barrel. Are you happy this morning? Because some people are looking down like, I'm nearly ready to die. Life is horrible. Well, seven makes it good. You can actually split it up. Or then you get a 10, and a 10 is move forward 10 or move backward one. Well, who in the world wants to go backward one space? Sometimes... You need to, because if you're coming out of home, it's really good if you can back right up to where you get to go up to the safety zone. How many know what I'm talking about? Say, yeah. yeah. Oh, God. The, oh, the Spirit's moving today. Whoo, God. You get to back up and go. You get, to, you get to pass, go, and everything else, and all the people out there that are going to kill you. Right? That's why it's called Sorry. You move 11 on the 11 or change places with your opponent. You know how the game works? You, you, you could either move 11 spaces forward or you see somebody that's almost home and it's a lot closer to your home and you go, I know I'm a Christian, but I'm really sorry, but you're going home. Your kids love doing that to you. And then when your wife does it to you, you're like, how could you do this? I don't, I don't, I don't. I'm not even understanding this. This is like criminal almost. I didn't realize you had this kind of feeling toward me. Are you with me, hon? Yeah, she likes playing games. She likes, she has real sympathy toward our kids, but at me it's like, sorry, honey. <laughs> and then you get the sorry card. Oh, some of you carry the sorry card with you all the time. You live with a sorry card. Yeah, this is what it is. You are so sorry. It's not, it's, it's, 
makes me sorry. No. It says move from start and switch places with an opponent who you bump all the way back to start. That just sucks. You're like two spots away from home, and they get the sorry card, and they go, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, sorry. That's why boxes don't last. And I actually told my wife this morning, I said, why doesn't somebody come up with an unbreakable box? Like made out of fiberglass, like, like a fiberglass car that's indestructible. Unless you get in an accident. By the way, Mr. Ed, our famous Mr. Ed, had a bad accident this week. If you didn't see it on Facebook, he had an accident. He was going like 60 miles an hour down Port Sheldon, and a car pulled out right in front of him. And it rolled. And he, he hit them right on the, on the driver's, was it the driver's side? And both of them came out with no serious injuries. So we thank God for that. Yeah. Number two, he got engaged this week too. So less applause. Is that an omen of the future? All right, now everybody that's glad he got engaged this week, I want you to clap your hands. Yeah, there you go. So today, today we follow up with last week's message about moving forward in your life. Last week's message we talked actually about one of my favorite texts in the Bible. You get to Joshua chapter 6 and we come to the walls of Jericho. They've crossed the Jordan River. God has protected them and led them. And they ended up right across from the city of Jericho. And they could see it and they could scope it out. And you know this mammoth city with these two huge walls with a space between them that even if you made it over the first wall, you got to have victory in that open space. And sometimes that's the way it is in our lives. We make it victory. We get victory at, over this wall that's in our life. And then we're in the no man's land. It's like the no man's land where when you're there, you feel like you're always being watched and you could easily get shot and taken out. You had a great victory, but now you're in no man's land and there's another great wall that's there to conquer 40 feet high. And they get through Jericho and they go to Ai and everybody's really positive as you get to Joshua chapter 7. Everyone is very, very positive that this is going to be an easy battle because in Ai there were only something like maybe 12,000 people in this small city where Jericho was mammoth and they slaughtered every single man, woman, and child, which is kind of a hard thing to grasp. And that's why I think a lot of people don't want to believe the Bible is because they think, well, God is a God of love. How could he slaughter children? How could he be responsible for that? We'll talk about that in a moment. They get through Jericho. And the guys say to him, well, Joshua, this is a simple thing. You should be able to have victory over this very easily. Let's not send the whole army in there. Let's just send 30,000 guys in instead of 300,000 or 100,000. Let's send 30,000 guys in and, and, or whatever, a small army, and we can just take the city 
simply, and if you read the text, and I'm not going there today, you'll find that it wasn't a victory. It was a defeat. In fact, 36 men were killed. Whereas in Jericho, there's no record of anyone dying on our side or on Israel's side. It caught you off guard. You really didn't know that this was going to happen because it seemed like you should be able to easily take that city. And I mentioned this last week, and I think this is very important to remember today. God is not so much interested in your sacrifice as he is in obeying exactly what he tells you to do. You got that? Because some people actually wonder, why am I experiencing this loss? Why am I experiencing this up and downness? It's scary to be out in the workplace today. You never know when you're going to be let go. Oh, we won't be needing you anymore. You're not just not working up to par. And even in marriage sometimes, it's like, I don't feel close to you anymore. You never know when something like that is going to happen. And so here they send the men in and 36 men end up dying in that battle. And they come back totally defeated. If we could win Jericho and God, you said you were going to be with us, then why didn't we win an AI? Do you know what I'm talking about? This happens in your life. You, you've had this great victory in some arena of your world and now you, you assume, you just assume that God is going to do the same thing again. You assume that he's going to do it again. You move the mountains, God. You move that mountain. Why aren't you moving? Why didn't you move AI? And they really, as we do, had to stop and take a very introspective, close look at why they did not get victory in a much smaller city. And they found that it had to be because somebody was not obedient. Hmm. I mean, I've experienced this myself, and you know you have, that I'll be strolling along in life, and all of a sudden, a terrible storm comes. And what we thought was secure is knocked right out from under us. Devastatingly, Right? Your feet are just kicked out from underneath you and you say, God, 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 what are you doing? This tragedy in my life is too much. I can't bear it. And you get a choice. You get a choice at that time. You get to look introspectively at what's actually going on. We lost power somehow, you guys. I'll pretend this is not happening. Okay? You guys figure it out, and I'll, I'll keep going. And you get something in your life that comes along that almost is, is too overwhelming for you. You don't know what to do. You can actually pinpoint it right now. Something happened that caused you to wonder, what is going on? I thought it was just smooth sailing. I thought we'd have another victory. And then you find out that God is saying to you, no, you know what's going on. You actually know what's going on, don't you? You know what's going on? We don't care about that. Thank you, guys. 
the devil is always at work. You better know it. No, 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 that's not the, yes, it is. The devil's always at work. My friends came up to me after the service last week. They come all the way from Grand Haven and asked Jesus Christ to save them, didn't you? It was beautiful. They were in a terrible car accident. How many years ago was that? 2014 in a terrible, terrible car accident. And you wondered, well, and the question um, they had for me was, well, is God sovereign even in that? Are you saying that God makes those things happen? Yes. Makes them happen? It's semantical. If God is in charge, God is in charge. God can make it happen and God can make it stop happening because God is God. You know what God's interested more than our physical lives is our spiritual life because that's eternal. And you have to remember this. Maybe God is saying to you, look inside right now. Look inside right this moment. What am I trying to show you? You didn't win the first time you attacked AI because of something. Israel's place of the greatest defeat is going to be one of the places of their greatest victory. And you can, you, could, you can actually have a choice in this matter. You can make this thing bring you down to the lowest level and, and never, never, ever get over it. Or you could say, God, in my defeat, I know there's victory. You are trying to do something in my life that I need to pay close attention to. Are you listening right now? Are you listening? Seriously. So back in the 16th century, there were two cities in Italy that were in military and naval war against one another. The city of Genoa and the city of Venice at war with each other. In one of their naval battles, the Genoa fleet suffered a terrible, terrible defeat. And so the ship was taken back to the city and it went through a whole series of repairs. And then when it was repaired, the admiral gave the command that they would return again back to the place of their defeat. And one of the officers actually said this to the admiral. Why are we going back to the very place of our greatest defeat. And the admiral replied by saying this, we're going back to the place that was made famous by our defeat. I will make it immortal by our victory. Oh yeah, wait a second. Now something happened and you can pinpoint it. This may not be for everybody, but this is at least for some people that God divinely brought into this room today because I haven't changed my message at all. God is supernaturally in control of what comes out now. You can either accept that defeat as God trying to make you either better or bitter. You get to do what you want to do. You can get better because of it or you can get bitter because of it. You may not remember much that I have to say today, but you need to remember this. You always have a choice in how you're going to respond. You may not have a choice in your circumstances, but you will always, always have a choice in how you respond to what happens. 
Always. Are you going to be bitter? You're going to be better. Hopefully. You say, no, I'm just going to, I need time. I need time to think about this. I need time to analyze how God could be so mean. No, God isn't so mean because if God, if God offered us justice all the time, none of us would be here. Is that correct? None of us would be here, not a single person in the room. And sometimes God has a way of bringing us back to the place of defeat to give us victory. The Lord promises victory even when we lose the battle because that's not the end of the war. You don't give up. You keep moving toward God. God has never failed you yet, if you're honest. I say this about all mission trips. There's always much more excitement in anticipation of the trip than actually being on the trip because it's hot and nasty and the food is not always good. Yeah. And there's always more excitement looking back retrospectively than there is looking forward. Promise you. Because a couple weeks later when you look at the pictures, you actually remember little kids that were singing songs in a communist nation about Jesus. Do you know what? One of those little boys or girls will see their life turned around for the king making it more than worth the trip. Speaking spiritually of the city of Ai, it represents the flesh. We all have the flesh inside. See, the enemy, we understand, is on the outside. I think that the enemy this morning is on the outside, out there, waiting to attack. The police pulled into our parking lot the other day, the Kent County Police, and they went over and parked right over here. And the five of us guys were, were having a meeting. And I said, I wonder what they want. Because they come in here periodically. A lot of people do stuff in this parking lot. And so I said, Ed, go out there and ask, ask them what they want. And when he got to the car, he said, they got a tip that somebody was going to do something bad here in the parking lot. Trade drugs or sell drugs or something. And so they were trying to preemptively set themselves up to catch them. You know what, how God works? The enemy is out there and you need to understand that. But sometimes the enemy outside of us is, is the devil that starts attacking us inside. Yes, he starts playing with your mind and thinking, God is mean. That's just mean. God could have solved that. Why did God take this away from me? Why did we lose this? Why am I ill? Why does she have cancer? Why did we lose our baby? Why did I lose my child? All these questions. And the enemy starts working inside your mind. And sometimes the enemy on the inside just works all the time. And that's the flesh. The battle will not be won by learning to say no to sin. That might surprise some of you. It's not going to be won by learning to say no to sin. The battle will be won because we realize that the power of God inside of me and you as a Christian is greater than the power of the flesh. Way, you got that? Way, way more powerful. It's not about learning to say no because some of you are already disappointed. I was standing over there playing the keyboard and this is what I thought. There are people that I see in the room that are disappointed with God. Well, she's getting married, and I'm not. Well, he found a wife, and I didn't. Well, they still have all their children, and we don't. 
Our car broke down completely, and we don't have the buy, money to buy a new one, and they just got a new car. I, it could be a million things that go through your mind that you are convincing yourself that somehow God is not the same God to you as he is to somebody else, that somehow God's unfair. Let me just say this. God does not deal in terms of fairness. He knows what you need. Is God in control? Is God in control? Yes or no? When they had their accident, God knew all about it. It's what would come out of it that could change them forever because now they will go to heaven. So when you deal in terms of fairness, you have to say to yourself, God is a good God, isn't he? And, and you have to say to yourself, this is good. This is good. This is not bad. This is good. It is really good. It's super, super good. There's air conditioning. We had padded chairs. We had music. We had sweet rolls. Some people even took two sweet rolls, making it unfair for someone else who didn't even get one. Who cares? It's elementary stuff, isn't it? Yeah, it's just elementary when you think about it. Romans 7, 18 says, in me, my flesh dwells no good thing. And the Apostle Paul reminds us in Philippians 3, 3, that we're not to put confidence in the flesh. The flesh is always going to make the wrong decision. Should I go to church today? No. Should I go to men's Bible study? I will guarantee you the couch, air conditioning, and a bag of popcorn is way better than coming to Bible study. If you're trying to appeal to the flesh. Oh, somebody said no. Who said that? Ryan. He's just trying to earn brownie points. Wow. Hmm, got to think about that one. He actually texted me last night because his younger brother's getting married. Jackson is a, is a really sweet kid. He's getting married, and he's the best man. And they had a bachelor party, which was, was the hunt the range, firing, shooting range, and, and then they went out for dinner, and some of the guys wanted to go downtown and, and drink and stuff, and, and he said, no, I don't want to go. I don't, wanna, I don't need to be there because I'm on the worship team this morning. I say bravo. <laughs> Bible says be not drunk with wine wherein is success, but be drunk with the Holy Spirit. I think we should crave the Holy Spirit more than we crave anything else. That doesn't, and, and I'm, I make sure that I respond to him this way, it doesn't make him any better than Jackson or anybody else. No, it doesn't. It just shows that in this area he has learned that he needs to be disciplined. You, you know what I'm saying? Because your flesh is just going to cry out at any time and say, it's okay, just get drunk and come into praise band this morning drunk. You might need that to overcome me being the leader, I don't know, but. The Bible says that we can have victory over the flesh. I actually thought that, that McKenzie, Jake McKenzie, did a good job today. He's, it's, he could be petrified. He's played in the, in the um, drum line at Hudsonville High School forever. I told the McKenzie's this. They have two sons, Josh and Jake. I think they did an amazing job of raising their boys. They are such a blessing. And I don't run around just saying that about everybody. I told my wife this morning, they are sweet kids. See, sometimes we're like the victory in the city of Ai, which means actually a heap of ruins. Ai represents ruins of my life. It was stated by one man that every day away from Jesus will take three to get back to him. 
And I thought to myself, okay, so Swindoll wrote the book Three Steps Forward and Two Steps Back. But this guy says that for every step that you take away from God, it takes three steps to get back to him. And how does he base that? He says that one day reading the account of Jesus who was going to the temple in Jerusalem at the age of 12. And you remember the story. The Bible says that Mary and Joseph got separated from Jesus and they went one day's journey away from Jerusalem and realized that Jesus wasn't there. You ever done that kind of thing? You get in your car, you go all the way home and you left one of your kids at church? I mean, I could see that happening at Denhoff's quite often probably. <laughs> With five boys. Has that ever happened, guys? You left, ah, oh, Ray left him. Ray left him here for days. <laughs> they were just, he didn't even notice. There's so much, five days later he looked and, where's Caleb? <laughs> Where are you, Caleb? There you are. <laughs> See, it's never easy to recover. Every day away could take you some time to get back because you've already developed this attitude. You've already got an attitude that somehow God is greatly disappointing you and you are not getting what you deserve. And you're correct, aren't you? So a couple of things I want you to remember. These words, just this word first, victory. God says in verse 1 of Joshua chapter 8, fear not, neither be dismayed. In the first chapter, in the ninth verse, God said this, be of good courage, do not be afraid, do not fear, be not dismayed. Because after the, after the battle at Ai and the loss there, and the fact that they had thought it would be just like it was in Jericho, fear started to creep in. Have I made the right decision? Are we going to have 36 guys killed this time in our battle? But God says to his children, don't be afraid, I'm with you. You got a major decision to make. This is for somebody in the room that has a major decision to make this week. You. Do not be afraid. But don't be dismayed. We quote this verse a lot. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delights in his ways. And verse 24 brings the reality that astound for the Lord upholds them with his hand. God actually has you in his hand. And so he promises that he's going to give them this time because they realized what the problem was, was that one of the men had taken some stuff that he wasn't supposed to take. Because before they went into Jericho, they just come across the Jordan River, and God wanted to test to see which men could obey. Hmm. They could have easily took the city. They were mammoth army, 19-year-olds and younger. They could have easily taken it, but they were presumptuous. They were presuming that everything was good. See, this is how it needs to work. You need to ask yourself this question. If I want God to do his will in my life, is all of my sin confessed? Have I prayed about this? Is there a lump in my tent where I'm hiding stuff? 
You want to say that God is mean, and I want to say at times that God is mean. And boy, God sure isn't fair, and you are not getting what you've been praying about, but you're hiding a lump in the tent. And so when they went back to look, and they called them tribe by tribe, they had to call forward everyone to see what was the reason for this great defeat. And sure enough, Achan had hidden stuff that God had said not to take in his tent. Once they confessed that, found the sin in their life, and you need to do this right now with me. Where is the sin in my life that would be stopping God from giving me what I really, really need and desire? Delight yourself in the Lord and you will get the desires of your heart. Where is the sin? And you can pinpoint it right now, but pastor, but pastor, I can't give that up. I, or I don't want to give that up. I'm, I, I, please don't do this, Pastor. Please don't do this. I, I become comfortable in this anger issue, critical spirit, always finding fault. I can't get up here on a Sunday or a Monday night without somebody out there being offended by something that I say. You're not going to get offended if you're applying what I'm saying. You understand that? You're not going to get offended. You're going to get right. You're going to say, no, I have a lump in my tent. The lump is lying. The lump is immoral thinking. The lump is greed. The lump is anger. The lump is critical spirit that came out of a legalistic church background that made me think the pastor should never say that God would sovereignly allow this to happen in my life. Yes, I should say that because that's what happens. God is in control. Yes or no? Yes? Oh, yeah, yes for everybody but for me. <laughs> yeah, yes for everybody. It's for all those dirty people out there. You could be sitting next to one of them. They're just a dirty person. They deserve this. When I get to heaven, I'm going to stand before the throne of God and say, I've done good my whole life. I lived in Hudsonville, Michigan. I cleaned my basement. I swept my driveway. I mowed my lawn. I picked my weeds. I didn't do it on Sunday. The ones that are going to burn in hell are those that did it on Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. God looks at you and says, the rest of the week you suck. You might be good on Sunday, but that's about it because you're criticizing everybody in the whole city. You don't even see that we all have issues. Don't, because you're already mad at me for something. I'll just wait. I'll, I'm not going to tell you I'm mad at you today, Pastor. I'll wait until something else happens and there's other people mad, and I'll just I'll ask for prayer. Let's just pray. Would, would you pray with me about the pastor? Do you know, I, I'm, seriously, would you pray with me about, about Nick? I mean, that's a whole different story. Would you pray with me about the height of Nick's hair? Don't you think... That's, I think it's just an abomination to wear your hair four inches tall. You're just jealous because you're bald. <laughs> I'd wear it the same way if I had it. I'd flaunt it. I'd never wear a baseball hat. What? So I, say, I think bald is beautiful. <laughs> Don't you think so? You're lying. All liars will go to hell. No. You're good. You prayed last week. My wife is getting uneasy over there. She's readjusting her, her top. She's like, 
Oh, oh my. I think I'm having a hot flash right now. Oh, God. Where's she going with this? I always wait to see if she's going to tell me it was a good message today or was it, yeah, I liked it. But. <laughs> but. I just kind of don't look over there very often. Let the spirit flow. So God knew that he couldn't really bless the AI. I have given into your hand the king of AI. Go back this time and do it again. Do it again. Do it again. Okay, this is what you need to do today. This is the point. In the, in my, my point right now is you can have victory by saying, I'm going to start again fresh right now. I'm not going to become my critical mother. I'm not going to whine when other girls find a boyfriend and I don't. I'm, ooh, I'm going to start hitting nails on the head. You're going to think I'm talking to you, and I am. <laughs> I'm not going to become what I see in my parents that I don't like. I'm not going to whine about losing my house. I'm not going to complain because so-and-so is mad at me. I'm not going to become the same thing back to them. I could be a whole list of things that you have that God is saying, now if you'll readdress this issue, I can change things. I'll give you the king of AI. Mm -hmm. see, see, if Aiken had waited a little longer, God would have said he could have whatever he wanted. Because in Jordan, he told them not to take a single thing. And so they went into Ai thinking that was for Jordan. Achan stole some stuff. Excuse me, that was back in, in, what am I saying, Jericho, not Jordan. I meant Jericho. Thinking, okay, we didn't know that somebody was going to go in here because they weren't certain that anybody would find out about this. And so he took the stuff, hid it in his tent, and when God brought all the tribes before him, found out that Achan was the one that did it. And now God says, I'm going to give you another chance. This time, when you go in, you can take whatever you want. You can go in and have whatever you want. My point is this. You haven't waited long enough for the victory. You haven't stayed long enough with God to get the victory. See, he wasn't willing to wait on God. And God has one huge word for you today. W-A-I-T, wait. W-A-I-T, wait. Wait. Don't do this. I'm talking to somebody right now that God wanted me to say that because you are on the verge of doing something that you're going to regret. Don't do this. Now, all you have to say is yes. Did God tell somebody right now to wait? Say yes. Many. You're trying to make a decision about something. The second thing that I want you to see this morning is real quick, variety. That God has got a variety. It's not always victory. Sometimes it's lost because he's a God who wants us to have a variety of experiences in our life so that we know how to respond to people who might have the same experience and need us. And it thus fulfills our mission in life. You get to minister to someone who had a terrible car accident. 
Yes. Like no one else. Like no one else. If you've ever been in a car accident where your, your airbag went off, it scares the daylights out of you. It almost knocks you out. You know what I'm talking about? One person. Brianna is the only one who's experienced airbag. If you've experienced an airbag before, say yes. Liars, you never said it a minute ago. You bunch of airbags? Let it out. Let it out. Yeah. You know what it feels like? Oh, wake-up call. We should have that every morning. Instead of the alarm, the airbag goes off. We need that for Josiah sometimes. Seriously, God wants us to have variety. See, how many did they take in the first battle when they got defeated? They took 10 times as many in the first battle as the first battle, I'm sorry. But now we're going to put 30 people into this new strategy because God's always up to doing something different. So now he says, you're going to go back into AI. They're not sure whether you're going to come back or not. But we're going to have a second round at this. Your strategy will be completely different from what it usually is according to history. According to history, we face our enemy face-to-face -face and that's it. You ever see those movies where there's thousands of them lined up across from each other and they just walk toward each other and kill one another walking? And I'm like, how stupid. If I were there, I'd say, I'll take the back row, please. <laughs> Not on a plane, but, but out here. On a plane, I'm like, put me in the front row, please, God. Out here, I'll take the back row because it's not a good strategy to just march in front of each other and slaughter one another. So God said to them, you take 30,000 men, you bring them toward Ai, they're going to be waiting in the city for you, and we're going to do an ambush. We're going to send 5,000 to the west, and we're going to have them come around the back. And when they come out of the city of Ai and they see this mammoth army of 30,000 people, the guys in the back are going to wait until all of the fighters are out there fighting those 30,000 people. And the 30,000 are going to actually turn their backs and run away from the guys from AI, thus drawing them out of the city and protection. And then you guys in the back come around, ambush them, and burn the whole city. And it happened just exactly like God thought it would. When the 30,000 came at them, they came out of the city, but not all the way out. And so they pretended they were afraid because they'd been defeated before. And the guys in AI got real cocky and thought, we got this, man. We got this. We did this already. This is, we, we got victory. He's never going to get rid of those cigarettes. He's never going to get over his issue. She's never going to stop being angry at God so that I could honestly bless her with a spouse. This isn't going to happen. And so they come out, and God had it planned that these 30,000 guys would, would turn their backs and run like they were afraid, thus getting them all the way out of the city. And all of a sudden, the men of Ai look back, and their city is burning. The Bible says that all 12,000-some people were slaughtered by the ambush of the 5,000 that came from behind. God has, a, God has a different strategy all the time for things. Don't be presumptuous about how God is going to work. Right? The enemy is smart. He's been around for thousands of years he knows how to make you think that you'll never find a spouse so you should have sex outside of marriage. 
He wants you to think you can never stop being this critical, antagonistic person that you've seen in your family. And you've already become this. Listen to me. You've already become just exactly what you don't want to become because you hate your parents. Don't. Be smart. Be smarter than the devil. He's always switching up strategies. Put on the whole armor of God. Don't let the flesh take over. Say no to the flesh. I told my wife this. When we went to, it was Honor's second birthday yesterday. He's so cute. That's Sam and Aaron's little Honor. He's two years old. He's so cute, but when we went to the party, it was like dead solemn in the backyard. My wife said it to me again last week. There were like six couples over there that had just drank the cup of death. It was still and sullen. I came around the backyard thinking, what the heck, where's the party? I just had a cup of coffee at D&W. I was wound up tighter than a drum. I was ready to play drums myself. Throw Josh out, or Jake out. Josh, I don't know if he could play the drum. So I just come back there just as happy as could be like, what the heck? A little caffeine will just blow you away and make you want to shout. I was listening to John Gray today, the black dude that's an awesome preacher that Karen loves. And he was like, oh, God, dancing and singing, and people start applauding. He said, don't applaud. I want God to get all the glory. It's like, ooh, wow, this is tense. I said to my wife, People don't want someone who is going to bash on them. People want to be loved. You're loved. I said this to the couples that were at the married couples thing on Friday night, because every other Friday night we have a young married couples thing here. I said this, everybody wants to be loved. And if you come here, you're going to get love. Yes, you are. You're going to get loved and we are going to tell the enemy, you stay away. We want to be a loving body, don't we? God works in a variety of ways. He's always working in different ways because he's a God of variety. i got to finish. Um, one last thing, viability. What does viability make, mean? Because God is a God of victory. He's a God of variety, but he's also a God of viability. He is a God that literally works in different ways successfully. That's the way he is. Successfully, all the time. He's always working um, to, to, and wanting to use you. If you read verses 22 through 27, you find that God was cutting a cancer out of the human race because I was concerned that they would actually kill these little kids. Go into a city and wipe out all the kids, that just seemed harsh. We, have, we live in a culture these days which would never accept it. And yet they're okay with abortion. Messed up. But God works in different ways and he's capable of working successfully through you if you're an open vessel. This is how it is in church all the time. It is like visitors come and this doesn't fit their paradigm of how they think church is supposed to be. Oh, I don't want to go there. He yells. He dances, he tells jokes, he laughs, I come to sleep. 
I don't go there to get the pastor up there and be radical and act crazy. I think the word of God is so powerful, it makes me want to dance. It makes me want to shout. It makes me think, God, you can work in and through anyone who wants to be used. God is not picky. He wants to use us. And the Bible says, in the king of Ai, he hanged on a tree until even tide. He took the head of Ai, and literally, he impaled his body and made him an example of what God can do. We're always going to have the flesh working inside of us. As you finish the text in the chapter, because I, I already lost a couple out of the room, because I know I go too long. It finishes this way. They won the victory, and God says, there are two mountains I want you to take my children to. He had prophesied this ahead of time. He had predicted this. And I want you to, I want you, when you're in the valley, I want you to take half of the children of Israel and put them over here on Mount Ebal. And I want you to take the other half of the, of the children of Israel and put them on this other mountain, on Mount Gerizim. And I want you to, to do this. And so we're going to do it today. Right here. There's a straight line down the room. Only problem is Maria's getting split. Her husband's going to have to decide, should he take her or let somebody else take her? Like that baby in the Bible? Okay. All right, should we, okay. Oh, he's, oh, he's getting cut. All right. So anyway, the line is right here. This side, you're going to say amen when I repeat a curse. And this side over here, you're going to say amen when I repeat a blessing. All right, you got that? All right, so when I read the curse, you're going to say amen. Let's just practice saying amen. amen. Only this side and this side. Amen. This side. Amen. This side. Amen. Stomp your feet. Stomp your feet. Clap your hands. Clap your hands. All right. Mm, it's, pretty, it's pretty close. Pretty close. Oh, Maria moved to that side, so it's, it's a done deal. All right. I'm reading a curse on Mount Gerizim um, if I say a blessing. So you guys are evil and you're Gerizim. This is the curse. Cursed be he that setteth light by his father or mother in the field. Yeah. All right. That was a good job. Amen to the curses, right? Amen to the curses in life. Hmm? Amen to the curses in life. Does it mean God's mean? No. Sometimes you literally feel like there's a curse over you. Amen, because you are God. We will trust you. When, when he spoke the blessing, he said, Blessed shalt thou be when you come in, and blessed shall you be when you go out. Mm, some of the people over there need to practice more. Some of the people over here, ready? Over here. No, so, oh, oh, man, they learn quick. No, the fact of the matter is this. You came in. You're wondering what God is trying to show you, something that happened. And so the first thing you do is check under your tent to make sure there's nothing there that shouldn't be there. And if there is, you confess it and go on. Hmm? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because God loves you. 
It's not a curse. You don't have to be cursed forever. You can say, amen, God, I'm going to learn through this. And when you are blessed, because you're blessed with a million things today, who's really blessed over here? Vince is convinced. He's a con that's vinced. No. Isn't that the root word? Convinced? No. Are you convinced? That God is for you and not against you. Hmm? Are you? Really? Are you convinced? Somebody in the room is not totally convinced. Let's pray. We're not going to sing. We're just going to close this. Let's pray. All right. Nobody's looking around. I'm the old-fashioned Baptist preacher. Nobody's looking around. Something has transpired recently that's put you on edge and even made you wonder, where is God? How come we just lost this battle? How come this just happened? But you know that God is a God of love and power and a God of victory. You know that. And you know right now I need to turn this over to God, surrender it to God completely. Right now, something has happened, but I'm turning it over to God. Raise your hand. God, something that's happened, I'm turning, yes. You're not the only ones. Anyone else? Turning this completely over to God. Ooh, God. Yes, you can put them down. God, you, you bless these people. You bless them. Every time the word comes out of your mouth and you think of blessing, you say, amen, God. I am blessed today. All right, look up here. One last thing. Let's take 10 people to stand up and say a blessing out loud really fast. It's going to happen in a minute. 10 people, quick, stand to your feet. This is a blessing I want to shout to God. There you go, one. We need nine more that are blessed. Somebody that's blessed and you're just going to shout it out. Oh, my gosh, there should be everybody in the room. I think we have enough now. Okay, Bill, real quick. He what? He holds Bill in the pain of a loss of his daughter by a terrible car accident. Honey. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Amazing. He walked away and wasn't dead. Maria. Amen. Steve. Awesome. Yes. Amen. And back there, last one. Woo, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, can you think of blessings in your life? They just come pouring down. Amen? That was not good. Amen? Yeah, you are blessed. You got to go home saying, I'd say amen, but he keeps going over. It's so ridiculous. Is he ever going to get this? He just keeps going over. He just needs to shut it down. Shut it down. It's dancing time now. We need a, we need a dance song. We need a, but we're not going to because then you'll, it'll be later. Have the most blessed day you could possibly have. 
God is a God of victory, a variety, and he's open to viability in our lives. Be blessed, okay? See you guys tomorrow night for Men's Bible Study. Pray for our teens who leave this Thursday for Mexico on a mission trip. 